Yeah, man. Yeah. So groovy, dude. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, and you can hear us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, and you can do it all for the next 60 minutes here on FSR as we take you all the way up until 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Just uh, just a groovy little Wednesday here, huh? We got uh, the old P, Petros Papadakis, is going to stop by uh, later on this hour, about 20 minutes from now. Uh, Always a good talk. Uh, does he always come on Wednesdays or Thursdays? Yeah, Wednesdays. Yeah. I can never keep track. That's man. all right, man. Yeah. man. You're a busy guy. I love the old P. Yeah. <laughs> the old P. Plus, he's got, he uh, was off last week, so he's going to be refreshed. So you know That's he's going to come out man. full of uh, P&B. You know, just uh, letting it rip a little bit here. A lot of a uh, lot of discussion. Who knows? Maybe uh, Caleb Williams, uh, USC Trojan. Is that uh, is that going to go down or what? I mean, how we how we feeling about that? Let's get him on I, the show. I mean, Last thing I saw was UCLA was making a run at him. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I heard George is willing to be the highest bidder. You know how they roll. Yeah. Mm. So uh, so there's all that. Um, the hell's going on with Antonio Brown? Uh, now we're hearing, and uh, we alluded to this uh, a few minutes ago, Brady, that there's uh, Rick Stroud of the uh, Tampa Bay Times is talking about how, uh, well, you know, uh, friends around him uh, said that uh, the injury was legitimate and that uh, he shouldn't have played. We know he missed a couple of practices, all of that. He's still technically a member of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you've got, I think it was Josina Anderson who said yesterday that Antonio Brown uh, will be on it or, or can can be on another team if he chooses to. The option is there. Uh, I, I I don't know uh, that there would be a lot of teams lining it's, it's up. It's really this. not right now by the way. And, I mean, yeah, and, I mean, and he's got to be released. So so what what is what the hell's happening? Like, do we got some theories we want to throw out? I mean, what is is it? Um, Bruce, Ar- this is my theory. Bruce Arians' tone from right after the game changed to Monday. And right after the game it was, he's no longer a Tampa Bay Buck. Almost like, I don't care. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I don't want to deal with it. And then maybe he got some new information from the team or he got some new information that, that would have led him to believe that, hey, why don't we take the we're concerned about his well-being approach on Monday so it doesn't look like we're just completely tossing this guy to the side if he does have an injury or other issues. That's where I feel they're at right now. But I can't figure out how this thing's going to play out or where this is going to end up. It's just, it's very strange. I mean, if there's an injury, and especially one that needs surgery, and he was trying to play through it, which if you look at the, the facts, he didn't practice Thursday, didn't practice Friday. Now, you know, you always see the footage that we, we that's put out there via social media. So I don't know how much you can take from that because we don't know what the conversations were pregame warm-ups what the conversations were like through the course of the week with the Tampa Bay Bucks doctors and potentially a third party. What we know now from that third party is there has been a surgery that came out on his behalf. It's like, yeah, he needs surgery. So if that's the case, and either he was frustrated they weren't getting him the football or frustrated they wanted him to go back in and play, and he's like, no. He's like, this thing doesn't feel right. I'm not going back in. And that's how he displayed his frustration it doesn't make what he did right by any means. Leaving the field in that manner, leaving his team like that, like n- none of that makes it, like doesn't make it right. However, it still makes a case for them not being able to just outright cut him, release him, and cut ties because they might be culpable for putting him in a tough spot. I think that's one of the reasons why you heard Bruce Arians change course because 
most likely someone in the front office or someone <laughs> from their legal was like, hey, dude, uh, I'm not sure if you knew this, but like this ain't the old school days anymore where you just told a guy to you know spit on it, rub some dirt in it, and get back out there and play. Like These guys can make a case. They can sue us. They can file a grievance. Like There's going to be a lot of things going on here. So, look, the NFL is not going to suspend him for his actions. And, and we can judge, you know, the ankle injury and if he needs surgery based on how he jogged or did, you know, half-naked jumping jacks in the end zone, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is... No, that's what they were. He's, <laughs> yeah, at least, the, the, you know, the, the half-naked part was the top half, not the bottom half. You know, true, he wasn't true. wasn't out there porky-pigging it, you yeah. know. He didn't, he didn't keep on the uh, shoulder pads and helmet and then took his pants off and then did the jumping jacks that way. That, that is true. That would have been a different show, that but uh, I digress. I mean, the, re- the reality is, it, you know, they're in a position now where they may have to pay him. I mean, he may be owed what he's owed, and I think before you make a playoff run, maybe it's worth just holding on to him, letting him, you know, live his best life before another team potentially picks him up, and, and you know, he fit, you've had to face against him in the playoffs, but that would then kind of, unfortunately, would take away from his argument of having needing to have surgery on the ankle if he's going to play and be healthy enough to play for someone else. Well, Brady went through an entire season and said that he needed surgery on the knee. on his knee. Yeah. I mean, you can need surgery for certain things. I mean, it's what is the level of of the injury that that's in need of of the procedure? I, I just again, if there the the technicalities of what it will be. In terms of injury settlements or anything like that, that's a that's a different conversation. If we're staying on the conversation of health issues, that'll play out. The doctors will be involved with it. The team officials will be involved with it. That will play out the way that it'll play out. They're not going to bring him back. There, he's not going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He embarrassed that team, and in a game where seemingly they were about to embarrass themselves. Uh, going into New York and 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 close to on the brink of losing to the Jets, uh, and you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender and one of the best top teams in the NFC division. So they they avoided that with with a last minute last second uh, victory, but they did not avoid the embarrassment that Antonio Brown created for them. They're they're going to settle it. They'll figure it out and they'll move on from it. But again, I think that the overarching messaging around trying to create the injury scenario is to try to downplay what Antonio Brown's actions were. And there's just no way of doing it. You know, there there's so many mixed bags. So now you're hearing, oh well, how what percentage of of, you know, people get an opportunity to quit their job the way that Antonio Brown has. I mean, I've I've heard and I've seen so many different reactions to what Antonio Brown has done. Again, there is no, there's no justifying what he did. If you're upset about them trying to put you back in, if even if if Bruce Arians said get get out of here, get off the sideline, whatever it may have been, like I said before, have somebody escort me. I'm not. I will not take that walk of shame based off of if 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 the the factual information is. My ankle is hurt. I can't go back in. If that's the case and you're kicking me off the sideline, then I want it documented on – because just like they documented how he left, 
I want them documenting somebody walking me into the, into the locker room. And, I'm not going to do that on my own. And also, there was pictures of him standing out in front waiting for his ride. I mean, yeah. at least borrow somebody's walking boot and try and sell that thing while you're out there. I mean, he's wearing, like, what's he wearing? Like uh, Steve Madden's uh, uh, pointy uh, shoe uh, boots Madden. out there? I don't know. Something. That's the only thing Bro, I know. that's like Ferragamo or something fancy. <laughs> I, I, like, that's like a know, designer man. brand, the way he spends money. But, but you know, at least. Like, I was wh- more upset. Like, he took a basic Uber. I mean, I would have figured he would have had like someone on speed dial to at least like bring him like a little nicer car service I mean, or something. At least he didn't sit in the front seat of the Uber, which is always a creepy move. Well, I mean, he was trying that. to get in the front seat because he definitely didn't want to be in the back seat of of trying to get the the state troopers to take him to where he was trying that's to true. go. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's a di- difference they told between him, that. No. Uh, now let me just uh, uh, there's this has been thrown out there. I've seen this one thrown yeah, out. Like, yeah. well, maybe the uh, the Buccaneers training staff needs to somebody needs to have a talk with them because uh, Rob Gronkowski went back into the game with broken ribs this season. Yeah, like, dude. People go, like guys are dealing with injuries and they're going to try and tough it out a 99 out of 100 times. So the idea that that's on the training staff outside of a concussion or a torn ACL or whatever it is, like that's a whole nother conversation. But let me just throw this at you guys. All right. Yeah, let's do this. I, just, just going to throw this at you. Oh, do we need All some right. music with this? Uh, yeah, just Chris Perfett, uh, the on the ones and twos, a guy who is verified on Twitter. Go ahead and uh, and let's throw just any sort of music you want to throw in there. I just want to throw a little something at you, a little scenario uh, as we uh, we wax poetically here on Fox Sports Radio. So say that um, all of a sudden there's a knock. (laughs) It's probably appropriate. All of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And it's Antonio Brown. I can smell funnel cake here in this this song. Go ahead. (laughs) And Antonio Brown walks in and he says to the team, I let you down. I failed you. I'm sorry. I was frustrated that I wasn't 100%. I wasn't playing well. And I let my emotions get the best of me. I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to play anywhere else. I'd like to earn back your trust so we can go and try and win another Super Bowl. Are they welcoming him back into the team? It's a hard one. I mean, look, he apologized after the Raiders fiasco. He went into the team, uh, gave an apology, apologized to Mike Mayock, John Gruden, then ultimately it fell apart. But if he walks back in and he's contrite. They need him. He's still a member of the team, as Brady pointed out. They probably all know that they need him. Yes. If they could have him, they could They could use him at a very high level, use him. And if he came in there – First of all, that would be orchestrated probably by Tom Brady, and Tom Brady would have to convince Bruce Arians to be on board with it. So you would have to assume that there would already have been pre-conversations being had with the team. That like just this would not be some on the whim type of of scenario where he shows up. I'm sorry, guys. Agreed. Everybody jumps up and hugs on him. Yeah, because the trust is violated. Yeah, and and and. Everybody has a job they have to do. Look, there are going to be people that are sympathetic, and your teammates are always going to be the most sympathetic to what your plight is. So you're going to look at A.B., and you're going to have some type of sympathy for what took place. We even heard Tom Brady speak on that. But there's there's having sympathy and empathy for a situation and a person and what they're dealing with, and then there's the actual aspect of having real trust um, respect and admiration. I don't know where this team would be, but I I will say this: 
if the conversation ensued that we need this guy and if he's if he's repenting and and showing some remorse um we got a, we got all the way to this point in the season with him we we got a super bowl with him last this last season can we get through this season with him now would probably be the way you broach the conversation if depending on what that response would be would dictate, I would assume, how he's received if something like that were to happen. Do you guys know he's got, I guess it will be the second highest catch percentage for a wide receiver on their roster outside of Cyril Grayson, who's you know really come on. Um, he's played the past four games, started the past two. But outside of Grayson, I mean, you know, this is excluding running backs and, and tight ends. But as far as a wide receiver – He's got the second highest catch percentage. So to your point about Tom Brady being a part of this, if he had any shot of coming back, as much as, you know, maybe there's a legal precedent for, you know, whatever with the angle surgery, all that stuff, which someone else can determine. But Tom Brady's got a great rapport with him. They have good chemistry. Um, and, and, and it's very much needed with Chris Godwin out. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, I, you never say never in the NFL anymore. <laughs> never say never. Because the, the truth is, it's all about trying to win a Super Bowl. Like, we know that. Like, that's what this is about. And if they feel like there is some chance that they would be needed or they are, you know, he could potentially go to another team and stand in their way, like, they'll either hold on to him and they would try to make things up, bring him back. I don't know. But I just, I'll never say never in the NFL. It's just fun. Like, like just three days later after the whole incident, it's like, maybe like like right after it happened it was like oh no he'll never play in the nfl and i I fell on that side of it and now he's still a member of the team now there's all this conversation the tone has changed from arians uh tom brady's tone afterwards and i just wonder whether or not there might be uh, more of a chance of him uh, coming back than than a lot of people realize uh it's two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio uh up next he is uh one of the show favorites every single week except for last week which means he's got a lot of pent-up frustration a lot of anger we are going to have the old P Petros Papadakis join you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When I tried to talk the show and <laughs> I talked God. about AB, I hey, said this was he a acted banger. like. A big old baby. What you say, Brady? Come on, Brady. What you gonna say, Brady? You gotta wait for the chorus. I don't, I don't know oh, the lyrics. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I never okay. know the lyrics. You wanna wait yeah. for the chorus? I'm the worst with the We lyrics. know this part. Yeah, lie to me. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. No, we almost there. We almost <laughs> there. Yeah, lie to me. <laughs> Here we go. Here we come. Here we go, Brady. Here you go. This last one. I now mean, he's gonna do it right here. Here we go. Here, this is your part right this here. This song is. Yeah, lie to me. Here you go. Here you go. Return of the Mac. Yeah. yeah. This used to yeah. be a banger back in the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. This is about the only damn song he had, though, huh? Uh, was it Mark Morrison? Something like that. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think it's yeah. Mark Morrison. I think he's, he's got it. Probably made plenty off this song. I think he's good. No, that, I mean, back then, though, when you could sell like single CDs oh, like this, 100%. this was big. And you weren't relying on, on touring to make all your money? Yeah, this was, a, uh, this was a big one. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe 
With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts it's two pros and a cup of joe here on fsr coming up later on in the hour we are going to have the news with brady quinn uh, but right now uh everybody we roll out the red carpet in your ears and we welcome in the great petros papadakis uh he was not with us last week we missed him oh, dearly the old p uh on am 570 la sports with matt money smith uh fox college football analyst yeah. and a show favorite petros how are you happy new year yeah here hey. he is <laughs> What's going on, bro? Happy New Year. How we feel? Everything's Happy good. Year. Happy New Year. I looked up Mark Morrison because yeah. uh, that reminded me of that song. And I didn't know this. He's a British performer from uh, Barbadian parents. Oh, nice. Born in West Germany. Uh, huh. he, he did have three big singles in the UK off that album in 96, uh, mm. other than Return of the Mac. Mm. He had uh, Trippin' on that album. <laughs> Horny. Oh, wow. And moan and groan. Oh, wow. They would all reach the UK top 10, making him the first artist in British pop history to have five top 10 hits from a debut. Horny is something we can all relate to. Well, I'm sure he had a great tour day. Now, now, how about this? He's had a lot of legal issues. Uh oh. Uh, Oh, no. Running around with a gun in England is. Bad news. They're they're all illegal. Yeah, they, they'd much rather you carry a knife. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a oh, lot of knife. Jesus, knives. they do have a lot a lot of knife deaths. Oh, You're right, God. Brady. A lot of stabbing deaths in the UK. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, but here's the best. Let's be honest. He was in a fight where somebody died, and usually that's because oh, of a uh, usually that's because of a knife. And he paid somebody while he was doing community service a lookalike to run around and perform Return of the Mac and shared the profits, and he got in trouble for that. <laughs> oh, wow. Pretty good. I didn't know about it's that. Like, I like Kind of like a Millie Vanilli situation. <laughs> kind of, sort of. It sounds like some of these coaches, too, paying somebody to look like them going hold around on, trying to coach. Oh, Petros, oh. if, hey, Petros, <laughs> if you could find a doppelganger, someone who looked, or even clone yourself, I, would you clone yourself or find someone just like you to step in for you for a few days a week doing radio? Just like me? <laughs> exactly. I Hard mean, to find. We're, we're talking multiplicity here. We're talking about if you could clone yourself. How about oh, that? Oh, oh, okay. And just like make somebody service your wife and all that. Well, oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, Jesus. Well, that's in the movie. <laughs> no, I don't want oh, that. Man. It's in the movie. No. I don't know what you guys want You know, you me. look up Mark no. Morris and all of a sudden, you just know, you, you start tripping. Yeah, you're watching. You're like, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was capable of that. Clone <laughs> you just for the shows or maybe play you in a game of chess, but not, not you know, not the bedroom. Yeah. You guys have seen Young Frankenstein. You know, he must have, <laughs> he must have an enormous sponge. Stucker, <laughs> and that goes without saying. Uh, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of I'm just dealing with being myself, Brady. I mean, these are scenarios that aren't happening. I don't. You want me to clone myself? Yes. I think you're so great. We need more than one of you. Yeah. That's what I think. 
I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you. A lot of the Rams wives, <laughs> <laughs> the Rams wives have taken up arms against me. Have you seen this? No. no. Why? No. Tell us. I don't know. Uh, Matt Stafford's wife is really mad at me. Why? Really mad at me. Uh, went on a whole crazy uh, podcast rant about me, about something I said on Fred's show, which I, I don't even remember what I said. I about oh, what did you say? The great Fred Rogan. I don't know. And uh, she got mad that I didn't call him Matthew because I guess that's what they want yeah, to call Yeah, you can't call him Matt. Oh, well, I knew God some people sakes. that moved to different neighborhoods and they kind of wanted to change their name, you know, yeah. to sound more bougie. Yeah. I mean, I called some Lions games and I called him Matt then. I feel like, does, do I not have, like, am I, am I grandfather claused in? Well, when you're in Detroit, it's okay to say Matt oh. because he wants, you know, I, I remember a lady who moved to a nicer neighborhood well, that lived next door to us when we were kids. And she, her name was Debbie, and then she moved to the other neighborhood, and her name was then Deborah. Oh, okay. Right? So mm-hmm. I, I understand trying to reinvent yourself when you come to L.A. He's not the first guy. But the, that wife got all mad at me and went on a, a, a some kind of podcast rant, and then the uh, Whitworth's wife got after me on Twitter on Sunday night. I saw mm. that. Yeah, and said that I was stupid and I don't know what I'm talking about, which is all f- true. Uh, so, so uh, that and, and then a couple of years ago, my old friend Johnny Hacker got mad at me uh, and got after me on the Twitter. Uh, that was the director. what the hell did you say? I mean, who I don't knew? know. These Rams are hey. really, you know. I think they they are used to St. Louis and everybody just like giving them a new room massage. And they came out here to uh, Los Angeles. And it don't work that way. It's a little bit different. There's people that, that, that don't really feel like they need to compliment you 24-7 to keep their job. I mean, who knew that the challenge with Fred Rogan was such a uh, hotbed of controversy? You know, it's always been that way. I had a high school coach sue me for slander once because I said because <laughs> I said they had popcorn muscles or something. <laughs> what do I care? Sue you for slander? Well, yeah, I sent him a two-word response. But <laughs> is, that, is that a real thing now? Like, well, I mean, anybody could send a letter threatening to sue anybody for anything. Well, yeah, oh, Liner man. threatened to sue me a couple times. Uh, <laughs> now your Rich co-workers. Eisen has. Yeah, hey, now, hey, now your coworkers, Petros. Yes, we are. Uh, Rich Eisen has threatened to sue me a why, few times. Why did Eisen threaten to sue you? Something I said about his wife. Oh man. Well. well, she wasn't oh, broadcasting, and she kept bringing her dog to USC practice, and it bothered me. You a cold piece, pop. I mean, why you, you bring I, your dog to I, practice where people? I mean, that's true. It's a good point. You, you want to know how to never get back on Rich Eisen's show? I said like one joke about Michigan to him. I have never been asked to come back on since. Oh, he's like, a literally. Huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but our industry is filled with self-important people like that. Mm. You know, I mean, if you think about it, these are people that grew up practicing in the mirror, saying things like "Welcome back." <laughs> I, I also. I practiced in the mirror of Pops. Yeah, getting swole. Well, yeah, that is true. But uh, the well, other thing about Rich Eisen. Well, American Psycho. Is, you know what? It always it always gives me a little bit of a, yeah. It always gives me a little bit of a uh, of pause when it says in a guy's resume that he's a former comedian. You know? Like he's somehow no longer funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And by the way, P, if you're going to be at uh, Radio Row for the Super Bowl this year, and I hope you are because I know how much you'll hate it. I think um, I'm going to be forced to do that. Yes, yeah. but uh, I'm going to lobby so hard against it, and I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make uh, concessions and and really negotiate with Don Martin 
to try uh, to avoid it. Because I hate. There's nothing I hate more than my colleagues in sports. Every, mm. Everything you loathe about sports media that you've just described is going to be there at Radio Row. Oh yeah, I, I just I don't want to see myself <laughs> in St. Louis. You know what I mean? Mm. Because what the guy that does what I do in St. Louis, like it 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 shakes me to the core. He wears a, a, a polo that says, like, the ticket, the beast, the fan, or something on it. It's the all bacon. Torch. Yeah, the, the, it's all bacon-necked, you know, the, the, the <laughs> collar is. Because he's washed it a thousand times. Because yeah. oh, gotcha. he wears it to every event. Dockers. And, it, you know, they just, they, they, they all, like, clamor to do the Troy Aikman interview. And half the interview is he's promoting, like, Washington Apples. <laughs> I like Washington apples at one point in my life. We all like apples, LeVar, yeah. but the, the promotion, now you've done this, I'm sure. Like, they give you something to promote, and you just go around Radio Row talking about it, right, yes. from show LeVar's to show. LeVar's talking about the yeah. shot, though. That's what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I like it is a drink. good shot. It, it is, is a good, good drink, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a shot. What about you, Brady? What do you go around promoting? I know you've done it. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll say this. The um, one of the last times I went to Radio Row, uh, I wasn't promoting. I think when I was working, I got to do shots with Emmett Smith of his tequila, and I was like, "This ain't that bad of a job, right?" If, oh, like, that if was you Miami, take, right? Yeah, if you get to take shots uh, while you're working, I don't know. it's such a douche fest. No, no, I, I don't, I don't disregard that. I mean, and, and I'll be honest, I literally the most unprofessional moment in probably my life was when because there was the, all all these setups, right? Like it is kind of a crazy crazy deal at least it pre-covid it used to be right and there's all these people everywhere and these i think it was like the the i don't know it wasn't victoria's secrets but it's like the si like swimsuit models all these these girls came by um just gorgeous like most beautiful chicks on the planet and i was just like wow and for like five minutes i was like trying to figure out why they're there what they were doing and apparently they had a show and so i, I didn't say anything for about five minutes on radio sitting there, we had a guest, and I just completely was fixated on like what was happening and trying to figure out that situation. <laughs> and, so, and I was just like, and at some point I snapped out of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually working right now. <laughs> but that's like Radio Row. It's, like, it's, a, it's a spectacle. It's a circus. It's horrible. Everywhere you look, there's something. It is. It's it is horrible. horrible. You know what it is? There are some good parts. It's the, no, they're not. It's the equivalent <laughs> of a, it's the equivalent of a, uh, of a wedding that has a cash bar and then they do a money dance, you know? Oh yeah. Like I, that's what radio row is. And I, I, God, you know, I hate weddings. They, yeah. I hate everybody. <laughs> uh, hey. But anyway, rushed to do his during COVID. Just so he'd yeah, have to invite everyone. 100%. Yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't know he was married. I, uh, <laughs> I just thought he did radio all day, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I That's I Jonas despise too. the Super Bowl and it's coming to LA and I'm afraid that I'm going to have to be more involved than I normally am and I I am uh, already trying to find angles to get out of it. Maybe Lavar can be me. I could say he had cloned myself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know this whole COVID thing, man. I just I, you know I might not be able to go. Yeah, you know? yeah. I could do that. Yeah, right. Let's work yeah. this angle. Double mask. Yeah. Who's who's that guy? I don't know. I mean, you got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> right? The there suit. you go. But you got to think about it. It's 537. We're almost done. Uh, who's going to be on Radio Row while we're there? Well, that's the thing. Everybody. 
You know? Like, you guys will be very busy on Radio Row. That's the thing. My show. Not at 5.37 a.m.? Matt, yeah. No, no, no. Because you think about it, it's 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 8.37 a.m. everywhere else. So all the shows oh, yeah. are going to be right. on. Every morning show in the country yeah, I guess you're, is oh, going to be on. Yeah, it's I guess Matt you're right. and I, my, my radio partner and I, we sit there at the Radio Row. And, you know, basically, if you want to go do your show at the Radio Row and get anybody, you have to go and tape the whole goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> because by 3 o'clock, everybody's gone. It's 6 o'clock on the East Coast. Petros, did you uh, uh, did you do a game with Matt Money Smith? Did I see that? Did you yeah, on it? Sunday. How uh, about that? Daniel Jeremiah got COVID again, so I was on vacation in the desert, driving back from the Boomers, listening to my son and wife argue about backmarker racing in the go kart. <laughs> she got really mad when my son wouldn't let her through. I was surprised. I didn't know my wife was like racer X. <laughs> <laughs> she was really pissed. Like she was trying to run him off a cliff, like Speed Racer, where people just die. You know, that's a funny thing in Speed Racer. Like ten people would die per race, and it'd just be like no one. Cared. Nobody cared. So, just, only with his Speed Racer that gets affected. <laughs> that's it. He ran uh, everybody off them cliffs. But yeah, Don Martin called me and said, "My man, I wanted to wish you a happy New Year." <laughs> well, that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> so uh, out to Don. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't screw it up bad enough the first time they asked me to do it. But you know, I, I had never been. You Why did will... you just sound just like him, though? Like, oh, we do a lot of those. Oh, my God. Ma- Ma- give me a little more, Don. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's about the three of you working together. That's the magic, my mind. It's a little early for me to really. Oh, I'm a grandfather, my mind. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Uh, it is it is so spot on, and there's probably there's probably like five or six people that, that get the joke and the tone. Uh, but it, we, take our we take our word for it. That is exactly that is spot on. Oh, Ra- radio executive Don Martin, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, our, our boss, aka our boss. Yeah. That's right, my man. Don't you forget it. I just got a new title. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, yes, he did. So Don called me, and he and uh, it was nice of them. I had never been. Uh, to and it's easy to work with Matt. Obviously, we've been doing uh, so. Doing a game with a guy you work with for four hours a day for fifteen years is a little different than you know having to go do a game with uh, I don't know Jason Benanet Benatetti or whatever <laughs> you know who I've never met. <laughs> but uh, I will say this: I had never been to a regular season NFL game before in my life, huh? And I had only been to two preseason games previously, so. The thing that trips me out about the NFL, like when you're watching the game and the whole field is there, you know, like when you're in the stadium, I should say, uh, man, there is nowhere to go. There is nowhere to go in an NFL game (laughs) with the way the hash marks are placed. It's just uh, it's so different from college football with the Mm. lack of space out there and the level of play is just excellent. You know, Mm. I mean, it's really uh, it really is a. A great product. There's no doubt about it. But I prefer the college game and the chaos and the anger. Can I just ask you one quick question before we let you go? Because I I would love your perspective on everything that happened with AB. I mean, it's obviously continuing to (laughs) unfold. But I want what was your general? What was your initial reaction to what took place? I was not surprised. 
But I played with a volatile wide receiver in college. Uh, uh, Keyshawn? Were you with No, Keyshawn? no, he wasn't. No, he's it was R.J. Sauer and R.J. Uh, R.J., R.J. Uh, Sauer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's, you know, my, he's my year. R.J. Sauer came out in 2000, right? I think – yeah, we played a year without him. I, I played yeah. like three years with him. Yeah, me and R- I know R.J. Sauer. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I you know, and, uh, and, and R.J.'s a great guy, and I liked him when we played together. But, uh, you know, those guys can be detrimental or destructive to a team. We've seen it throughout the years. Uh, there's a lot between a wide receiver, no matter how good they are, and the football. Uh, there's the quarterback that's got to throw it straight. There's the, the line's got to block it right. They got to call the play. Uh, you got to be in the progression. You know all those things that go into these guys getting the ball, and it's become. And they don't pay their dues physically on a down in and down out basis. I think you guys would agree with that, right? Yeah. Like I mean, they, they don't, don't get hit every play. No, not like people in the box. Right. So they have a tendency to be a little bit more cocky than others because they haven't been humbled over and over and over again. I don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown. He's obviously uh, – maybe he has some issues. Maybe he's just a difficult personality. I'm not sure. But I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I hadn't seen anything like that before. But for some reason, I wasn't surprised. What surprises me is what's happened in the aftermath. I guess they tried to kick him off the team, but now he's not. Right. It's they got to figure it out. Injury uh, stuff out there, and yeah, it feels. Oh, like so now the out. union's going to be involved, and yeah, he might skate gotta, again oh, yeah. on this. Yeah. Oh yeah, the union's always got to get involved. You know how that works. Yeah. yeah well, I don't know. Uh, I I mean, I, it's a major distraction to a football team, but in 2022, what isn't? Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, so I mean, if it happened in our day. We talk about it every day for the rest of our lives, right? <laughs> but I don't want to sit around here like Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and sound like an idiot talking about how the way things used to be. Yeah. I mean, when we played, you are there, funny. There weren't billion-dollar TV deals. Coaches didn't make eight million dollars a year. Players couldn't transfer without being penalized. I mean, it's a different time in football. So I don't want to sound like an old man yelling at a cloud. I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown's got some kind of mental issue, though. Because um, I do, and I can recognize it in others. <laughs> Get him on Twitter, <laughs> at the old P. Uh, everybody got it over the last 10 to 12 minutes here oh, on Fox man. Sports Radio. Uh, Petros, uh, great having you back. A happy new year. Uh, let's do it again next week. Uh, yeah, I'll still be here. I hope I'm around. <laughs> there right, he is, uh, the uh, co-host of the Petros and Money Show on AM570 LA Sports uh, and the Fox College Football Analyst. Uh, just uh, good stuff as always. Uh, it, listen, it's why it's one of the uh, more popular segments on the show that we do because he just unloads on everybody and everybody. I missed him. Yeah, I missed him a lot, good. man. Good that was great. Back. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, coming up next, it is the news with Brady Quinn. We'll have it for you right here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. We are going to get to uh, another edition of the news with BQ coming up here momentarily. want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, what do we got, BQ? 
Obviously, everyone saw what happened at the end of the Washington football team Philadelphia Eagles game this past week, right? Yeah. The, the, the kind of railing had fallen down. A bunch of fans, Philly fans, who obviously were there on the road cheering on their team, could have been injured, maybe were injured to some degree. Jalen Hurts could have been injured, considering how close they really dropped, uh, you know, close to him, helping them up. Well, Jalen Hurts has taken it into his own hands to write the Washington football team a letter that refers to the collapse and the dangerous situation. He says, I understand the severity of what happened and I'm extremely concerned for the well-being of fans and media. As a result, I would like to know what safeguards the NFL and the Washington football team are implementing to prevent this from ever occurring in the future. And so it begs the question, all right, is he just piling on here? Is he just trying to kind of take this moment and this opportunity where, look, he kind of lucked out, right? He was just kind of there or maybe unfortunate. You know, he happened to be there at the time this all happened. But, like, does he really need to pile on all this? I mean, they got a postseason they're looking at and everything else. Why is he adding this to the everything else on his plate? I mean, uh, listen. I'm He's a leader. You know, and I think that he, he was impacted by his interaction with those fans that were mortified at how that all played out. And I think that he just felt the need to voice his concern. It is a little bit hypocritical considering he plays for the Eagles and that's a fan base who ate horse crap off the ground Ooh. after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they did. They, they, they did, They did. you know, hit a police horse. They did lubricate poles. They were yeah. climbing poles. Making yeah. obscene gestures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I could tell yeah. you plenty of stories about obscene <laughs> gestures leaving uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Stadium. So, you know, yeah. man, it's a little, little hypocritical there from Jalen Hurts. I'm I mean, just but saying, they should I mean, still be safe, though. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have wasted my time writing a letter, but, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, do you really think this letter came from Jalen Hurts or just probably came from someone within the Eagles' front office basically trying to troll the Washington football team, a division rival? That would be interesting. A little Howie Roseman. Uh, yeah, hey, Jalen, put your, uh, put your name on this. i got to get this through. Uh, yeah, just just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. All right, let's go with one more story before we're done today. Uh, a UK-based bachelor, he, he's taken to advertising himself on huge billboards in a quest to find a wife. He's even started a website called findmalikawife.com. This is great. This is all over Birmingham, and and, and basically he's, he's got a billboard that says, Save me from an arranged marriage. Oh, wow. This Interesting is strategy. He is this going is to great. have so many Bad, yeah. Bad, like very nice looking people <laughs> yeah. wanting to save him. I mean, this is a, that's the way you do it, right? I mean, everybody wants their real life Snow White, Prince Charming. I mean, you know, is this a byproduct though? Is like of like COVID? Like it's hard to be out and meet people, yes. so then you gotta advertise. Not, not this really, way. but not, I, mean, I mean, it's safe. Come on, there's a bunch of apps out I love there. The gimmick. Swipe right, and you'll have a good time. If for the I rest weren't of the married, weekend. I'd do a billboard too. <laughs> <laughs>